0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Thursday morning. Hoping all is well with you out there. Today I wanted to do a fairly brief one, but I saw this announcement and it was through this article on Whole Foods Magazine, of all places. And it was talking about how the FDA recently sent warning letters to four Kratom companies. And this was over what those companies were claiming Kratom could do, or supposedly do. This is something that I talked about a little bit when we were talking about the eight-factor analysis that the AKA put out there. And that, you know, that's the study that they've put out every few years and updated that's looking at uh, numerous variables when it comes to Kratom and potential risks and benefits. And um, of course, it's always worth noting that they do that study in coordination with Pinney Associates, which also works with them on a number of other things. So take it with a grain of salt. But the research is still research. So when we're looking at the eight-factor analysis, it was talking about how Kratom can't be considered legally, uh, you know, therapeutic. And, and you can't claim that it can do certain things until it's been uh, approved of, of that purpose by a body, you know, like the FDA. And so um, we've already kind of talked about this a bit, but it's interesting to see what sorts of claims are out there and what sorts of claims the FDA is trying to hone in on and stamp out immediately. Because I see a lot of claims on a number of different websites and there's plenty to go after. So, you know, whatever the FDA is actually sending letters uh, to address is probably, you know, their priority. So I thought that it might be a little telling to look at what they had a real problem with. So let's see. Here are the letters that they sent out. And just a quick note, I don't know about any of these vendors and I have no opinion on them. So they sent letters to Herbsens Botanicals, Clarity Kratom, Kratom Exchange, and Omni Consumer Products LLC, or Yo Kratom. <laughs> um, looking at the specific issues that the FDA brought up. They said these were problematic claims. The FDA pointed to a blog post titled Kratom and Low Blood Pressure on the Erbsense Kratom blog website. And it said Kratom has been used to manage numerous conditions, including opioids withdrawal symptoms. And then it also said many Reddit users attest to Kratom's ability to improve blood pressure. Then it has another one. This is on Clarity Kratom. It said that they flagged the, quote, over 90% of patients suffering from rheumatoid arthritis have reported partial or total improvement in their symptoms after using Kratom. And the other statement that they had an issue with from Clarity Kratom was, Kratom may aid in lessening the symptoms of opioid withdrawal. So kind of seems like we have a theme here, right? Then the last one that it mentions on this Uh, website, so obviously this isn't everything, but I'm just going off what they put here. Uh, It says, in addition, the FDA and the FTC flagged social media including a retweet from the Twitter social media account Kratom Exchange. Interesting. And the tweet said, hashtag Kratom users claim it helps them manage the symptoms of hashtag depression. (laughs) There's some Twitter language for you. I have to read through that again. Hashtag Kratom Users claim it helps them manage the symptoms of hashtag depression. And those are the things that they had issues with, um, or at least some of them. So that is uh, kind of the gist of it. Now, the things that I find interesting here are the following. Firstly, the thought that this kind of provokes, the last one in particular, about the depression post. There's a lot going on there. I don't want to wade into it much, but... There's an interesting aspect of the fact that the FDA is like weeding into a company's post on Twitter. You know, it's there's something there that kind of gets me a little bit put off by the whole situation. However, I do understand that a company advertising something, you know, it doesn't really matter where they advertise it, because if they're. Putting out a statement, it must represent the company because they said it, and therefore it is their stance, right? So I guess I see what they're doing there. I I don't know how I feel about it, but I do know that you know I don't want people to think that kratom is going to cure their depression in and of itself, um, because that can really lead to some bad situations. At the same time, you look at their post and it says it. You know, kratom users claim it helps them manage the symptoms of depression. That's not too much of a claim, right? I mean, it's saying that you, Kratom users claim it. Maybe if they said some Kratom users claim it. I don't know. Anyway, this is getting really into it. I, I won't do that. But that's one thought that I had. Then looking at the others. So there's this claim. Kratom has been used to manage numerous conditions, including opioids, withdraw symptoms. So that one is... I I mean... The thing that I don't get is, it's true. I mean, anyone can point to at least one person saying that Kratom is being used to manage conditions that include opioid withdrawal symptoms. It doesn't even say that it helps, (laughs) but it says that it's used that way, you know, by some people. Um... You know, and that's kind of different from the other aspect from from Urban's uh, or sorry, Herbson's Kratom, where the other post, they said many Reddit users attest to Kratom's ability to improve blood pressure. Now, that's actually invoking like a positive outcome from using Kratom to deal with blood pressure. So I feel like I view both of those as in different categories. However, again, I see that they're making the claim that way. And technically, it can't be considered like therapeutic or whatever. But, you know. Each of these I kind of view a little bit differently. And I think that that's why I like looking at these, because it's interesting to see the FDA group these together as, as all warranting at least one uh, letter of, of warning, you know? So that, that's interesting to me. Then this Clarity Kratom comment. Over 90% of patients suffering from rheumatoid arthritis have reported partial or total improvement in their symptoms after using Kratom may aid in lessening the symptoms of opioid withdrawal. So the second one is, you know, actually claiming an outcome. And then uh, the, the, you know, first one is saying that it, it, it's almost like citing a specific study. I've tried finding this 90% figure talking about rheumatoid arthritis, and I haven't been able to find it anywhere. But if that study exists, that would change how I view this as well. Because it's like, if they're citing a study... What's wrong with that? If they say, because this study says that, you know, 90% of the patients in this study said that it helped them with this, it will help you with that. Maybe that's different, or maybe I'm just kind of like being nitpicky here and, and these do all belong together. I don't know. But the thing that it made me think about was it made me want to look at the FDA and all of their sources, as I like to do often, because these, according to the FDA, are not Uh, appropriate to put on Kratom products. And when I go to the FDA website, it references HHS. And specifically, it references HHS and a post that they have on their website, which talks about what drugs are, you know, considered okay to use when you're dealing with symptoms of opioid withdrawal. And so you click on that and it's kind of like some information talking about, how, uh, you know, there's this misconception that medications used in medication-assisted treatment substitute one drug for another. <laughs> and then it says, a National Institute of Drug Abuse, or NIDA, uh, provides a helpful fact sheet summarizing effective treatment options for opioid addiction. So, like, the FDA references the HHS saying directly, it references them saying that a lot of people think that using a medication... Uh, assisted treatment method is just going to substitute one drug for another, and that's a myth. (laughs) But at the same time, they're saying this to combat the idea that Kratom can be used to help treat opioid withdrawal symptoms because it's substituting one drug for another. Do you kind of see why like, I kind of find this ridiculous? You know, it's not that I don't understand there needs to be like checks and balances here, but your reasoning for, you know, using um, methadone, for instance, is you know, one of the myths that you want to bust is that it's not, like, just replacing heroin if someone's addicted to heroin. It's like, okay, and then your argument for Kratom, you know, being not used that way is that well, it's just, you know, getting them hooked on a different drug. (laughs) It's like, well, okay, well then, you know, what are you doing? (laughs) It's not just that. Of course I don't think that anyone dealing with withdrawal should just be, like, only treating it with drugs and not doing anything else. Like, of course it's going to be, like, medication assisted, not medication only. But if that's your reasoning, I kind of find something a bit off there. Then with their second link there, you know, HHS says NIDA provides a helpful fact sheet summarizing effective treatment options for opioid addiction. So then, you know, now we've been referred from FDA to HHS and HHS to NIDA. So what does NIDA say? Well, we go to NIDA and they say, buprenorphine and methadone are essential medicines according to the world health organization report of the world health organization expert committee 2005 so i go to that you know resource and their source is the world health organization and i'm like wow i didn't know you guys knew world health organization existed (laughs) because they just said that kratom isn't even a danger or a real issue and i haven't heard you guys mention it once (laughs) I don't know. I just find that hilarious. It's like, it's so, it was so like, I don't know, in a very sad but funny way, uh, uh, just satisfying to find that their source is the World Health Organization expert committee saying that these two drugs are, you know, uh, essential medicines and that that's why they're okay to be used this way. And it's like, okay, well, obviously Kratom hasn't been deemed an essential medicine by the World Health Organization because it's barely been looked at by them but they just looked at it and said well there's not really any threat there's actually a lot of potential you know there's like there's some you know possibility of like having some sort of like uh a mild addiction or mild habit forming you know behaviors around kratom and they said but it's really relatively mild and it's not worth our time <laughs> and like the benefits are really interesting so uh where's that <laughs> So anyway, I just think that's funny. NIDA also expands on that. They say, you know, methadone and buprenorphine do not substitute one addiction for another. When someone is treated for an opioid addiction, the dosage of medication used does not get them high. It helps them reduce opioid cravings and withdraw. These medications restore balance to the brain circuits affected by addiction, allowing the patient's brain to heal while working towards recovery. Uh, I would disagree with that last part, but uh, regardless, not weeding into that, (laughs) I'm not a scientist, but anyway, um, aren't you, like, trying to make the same defensive argument that people who are pro-Kratom make when they say that they use Kratom for dealing with opioid withdrawal, that they're not just replacing the, you know, opioid with another drug and that it's just helping them, like, have, you know, a moment's peace while they figure out what the heck they're doing in life? Like, it's the same argument. NIDA uses the same argument. So it's just, I don't know, it's almost like kratom uh, is like methadone and buprenorphine before they were approved as essential medicines or whatever. You know, it's like in a similar position. Anyway, not trying to be overly pro kratom on this one, but you know, as you all know, I'm fairly pro kratom, but I'm open to the research. But these guys, man. You can't make this stuff up. It's the same argument. (laughs) It's the same argument that people use to use Kratom. So one of us is wrong. And uh, I think one of us is consistent. And I'll let you figure out who's who, in my opinion. Anyway, it's interesting looking at this stuff. Hope that you all enjoyed me shooting it around with you today. And, um, you know... Let's keep on looking around for interesting things about Kratom. (laughs) All right, you guys, we'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week. You all rock. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.